Hello there. General Kenobi. Dude, seriously. That's the wrong line. This is the intro, remember? Oh, right. Um, Welcome to the Discussion Alliance. We cover the latest topics and news from all corners of the Star Wars universe. So grab your blue milk and keep your seals tight because we've got a lot in store for you today. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Discussion Alliance. My god, we're on our second episode. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, heck, <laughs> this, is what, this is what we committed to, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you know us. I'm Aiden. And I'm Kyle. And today we're going to be talking about some really good stuff that we've been really interested in talking about. Yeah. These, these. Um. Do we want to start off with the news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we found some uh, really neat stuff that we're excited to share about today. It's of course news. It's the most practically the most recent stuff. Star Wars, of course, is always coming up with new stuff. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this this first article in recent news back on April seventh of twenty twenty three. I know it's been a it's been a month since this was announced, but anyway, it's still very relevant. Yeah. So back at Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023, it had been announced by Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy that three new live-action Star Wars films are on the way. And from what we know, the people helming these movies or set to direct at least that's what I think it is. No, oh, yeah. What yeah. they mean by that? There's um, James Mangold. He's he's been the director for Marvel's Logan, as well as the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Dave Filoni, as who we all know for working on the Mandalorian, the upcoming Ahsoka series, as well as Clone Wars and Rebels. And then there's. <laughs> The uh, the third director is, oh man, I'm gonna I, I'm, probably I'll, butcher I'll, I'll this, give it a shot. this name. I, I think it's Charmin Obechinoy. Oh boy, I already know. Obe- Never mind. That Obe- might have made me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Please forgive us. We... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that's a really difficult name. Well, anyway, so what's been told to us is that. Mangold's movie is going to be back during the dawn of the Jedi, so like way, way back. Yeah, old Republic stuff. That stuff sounds exciting. I mean, we I, I know we we briefly touched stuff about uh, the three new movies last episode, but this time we wanted to go more in detail. I looked up some stuff about Mo- Mangold and with his uh, movies such as Logan, he has a good track record for that. I- I'm gonna double check. Uh, some is his uh, other stuff. Yeah, I I, okay. I remember there were some other ones that I was uh, really excited for. So yeah, he did. Oh yeah, so he did Logan, and he did uh, the Wolverine movie, and one of my favorites, mm-hmm. Ford versus Ferrari. No, oh, haven't seen that one yet. Fantastic movie. So just off those three movies, I am very excited for what he comes up with, especially since something like The Old Republic is brand new territory for Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. Like, 
I could the only time I imagine I like think they've touched on the time of the old republic would have to be the like some some of the old Star Wars games. I think it was the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm. I'm really excited about that stuff. Oh yeah. Like, let's see. And so for. Oh, and then Filoni will focus on the New Republic, and has is planning to like close out the interconnected stories that are set in. Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and some of the other Disney Plus series out there. Yeah, we'll see what they come out with. That's going to be interesting. Like, The Mandalorian, of course, as we've known, is it's a TV show. It's going to be weird. I, yep. I unfortunately think it's going to be weird putting that all together in a movie. It's sort of reminding me a little bit of, like, when they first did the Clone Wars movie. Like, that, yeah, also, like that, that was their original four episodes. Like their first yeah. four episodes, and they decided to put them all into one big movie. Yeah. Also, apologies for anyone listening. My dogs are going crazy right now. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I I saw this Clone Wars movie quite a while ago, actually. I had no but clue I, it existed at first. Like I only knew the show <laughs> because when I first watched the show, like like when I like obviously it was on Cartoon Network originally. I was oh, when yeah. I was like binge watching stuff was when it was back on Netflix originally. I remember <laughs> I was like super mad originally when they took it off Netflix because it was going to Disney Plus, but of course now I have Disney Plus now and it works out. But um I remember seeing on Netflix, um like, I saw the original The Clone Wars show, one through six. And I was like, but then there's like this thing called The Clone Wars movie. And I was like, this thing has to be a ripoff. And then, yeah. they, because it, it was like, it was a single movie, and it, was, it came out a year before the original show. And I was like, this cannot be right. And then I watched it, like, just some, like, like, like two years after I yeah. finished watching seasons one through six, I watched it. And I was like, this is a real thing. What the heck? And I and I actually enjoyed it to an extent. It's not perfect, but it's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It was an interesting introduction to just the events of the Clone Wars. Yeah, I didn't realize that was that movie was consisted of like the first original four episodes that of too, the series. Yeah. That was that's surprising. Anyways, continue on well, the the last director. Anyway, with. With Obeid Shinoi, oh boy, screwing that up still. <laughs> it's going to be a film set after the events of Rise of Skywalker, and we'll have Daisy Ridley coming back as Rey as she rebuilds the new Jedi Order. Now, I heard about that before we decided to do this podcast, and I, I'll i be honest, I'm very skeptical. No, definitely. I mean... I feel like this will be cool as this could be a really good chance, especially since it's just a single movie. This isn't like a trilogy, at least that we know of. It's could be God, good, a not. good redemption movie for Ray's character. I mean, there's a lot of cool potential, a lot of cool parts as Ray as a character within the sequel trilogy. But yeah. with, I'm not going to go deep into it, but the way that that trilogy turned out, it's definitely a bit of split amongst fans about whether she's a good character whether she's bad and so i hope yeah. i hope this is better i am like i totally agree with the skeptical part because obed shinoi 
I mean, when you look up her name, it doesn't it, compared to Dave Filoni or James Mangold. It doesn't say uh, a TV producer. Doesn't say um, a movie director. It says a journalist. And the only reason that concerns me is because her track record is a lot of really interesting stuff about a lot of uh, TV and movie documentary stuff about uh, historical events and even. Uh, modern social issue stuff which is great i'm not sure Mm. how well that'll translate over to star wars though because she doesn't have a track record of creating like action or drama movie stuff and i'm worried this might end up as like oh another person leading the charge who hasn't seen star wars for all i know she could be huge star wars nerd but it's just it's again skeptical and so i i'm not I'm not writing it off completely. Like I know some people have already, but it's definitely like I'm on the fringe. Yeah. It's (laughs) yeah. And according to her IMDB, aside from being the director of Miss Marvel, she's (laughs) yeah. She's been a director for quite a few shorts and all that as well as some films that I have never heard of. No, yeah. I mean, a lot of it... Yeah. We, we don't need to go into too much detail about that. But, but yeah, we don't need to... We don't need to go into too much detail. But, yeah. There are three new films being made. All being done in different timelines. Yeah. yeah it'll be well, exciting. Well, okay. Not, sure. time, not timelines, but, like, in different spots of the timeline. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I meant. <laughs> well, oh yeah. Well, there, there's the other thing we wanted to quickly go over. Oh yeah, and other news. I believe it was there. I, I, don't, I forget if it's you who brought. Yeah, you you brought this up, so you lead it off. Yeah, and other news on the 28th of April. So this is still relatively relevant. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor came out. Yay. <laughs> Oh, man. And it's like... This is another game that I've been highly anticipating for quite a while, even before I played the first one. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to jump on this, for sure. It's it's definitely had a ton of praise for its visuals and its story. I have seen some things about there being bugs and whatnot, but like... I've that, heard that that, that like, like hasn't um, been a massive issue, and so like other than that one small thing, it's been yeah. all amazing praise for the game. Yeah, and I've heard that this one like takes place five years after the first one, so. Yeah, I re- yeah. I really hope to pick this up soon and get playing. Yeah, I'm. Come to think of it, I'm actually replaying. Uh, Fallen Order at the moment with New Journey Plus, the an update that came came out like I feel like May the fourth, twenty nineteen. No, it was twenty twenty, actually, and um, it was like oh you can play the game now with uh, all this stuff like you have everything unlocked you have. A new outfit and there's also challenges and stuff yeah and so it's like oh yeah okay i'll give this i'm gonna be try. honest though i never finished 
Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> it was beca- oh my god, I really enjoyed like the first handful of levels. And if I were to go back with it, I'd probably really enjoy it. There were some levels like uh, I don't I'm forgetting the names, but remember that one level where like where you're going through the mountains and stuff. It's snowing. You're dealing with like. Uh, oh yeah that whatever that level and then the one level with like the temple guards and stuff i don't know i think it's because if there's a difficulty mode i think you can adjust the difficulty in jedi yeah Yeah, okay i believe i put it in max (laughs) for my first playthrough i don't know why and so i uh (laughs) i i pretty easily could have destroyed a tv and controller i didn't end up doing it but um I totally backed away from it, and it's giving me PTSD. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I sh- sort of like what you said about a replay through. I should definitely go back and put it on the easiest mode possible so I can enjoy it. Yeah, and that's also the fact that <laughs> that Respawn Entertainment were was for the developers behind it, and it's like because those guys are pretty well known for games like titanfall and apex legends yeah more so apex legends than titanfall but i have been seeing a lot of not a lot but like i still see that they're the titanfall community is still pretty strong no yeah there's i mean again well not again but uh i mean i personally haven't gotten i've never played titanfall i've i've looked at it and i've like that's super cool but yeah, it's not from what I've heard. It's not like the biggest community, but I know some friends who are like really passionate and they love that game. So yeah, yep, it's a, it's a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, folks, that's hmm. your uh, that's your that's your episode news right there. Yep. Now onto the real meat of the story. So this is a something that I completely didn't think about and that Kyle just came to me about for this episode but the original cuts for the original trilogy episodes 4 through 6 yeah I mean that's something I thought about was because we're trying to make things interesting is I thought about the fact that when you go into Disney Plus or you buy a Blu-ray a 4K Blu-ray or even I don't know about the DVDs maybe but when you buy or you watch through Disney Plus or you rent the movie, whatever, if you watch any of the original trilogy movies now, they're uh, all the remastered versions, which I believe started in whatever, 1997 up into the early 2000s, which is when they began to phase out the original movies. My, I believe my parents have the old versions on VHS. Oh the, yeah, my the, dad the problem is that we can't watch them because we don't have a VHS player anymore. <laughs> and and even then, like I've looked at like, is there a way to like copy it over to, uh, like a USB drive or something like that? And like you have to get something really special to do that. So some something I thought would be interesting just to go over is just the fact that like, I for one as a fan would think it'd be really cool if they, like on Disney Plus had like original version and remaster version like i'm gonna go into something different like if you think about call of duty like uh i'm thinking of something very specific like they have mm-hmm. modern warfare and then they made modern warfare remastered they made modern You're warfare right. 2 this is 2009 and then i believe it was 2016 
they came out with Modern Warfare Remastered 2. Or we think about Halo. They came out with Halo CE in 2001. They came out with the remastered version in, in 2011. 2011. And then they did the same thing for Halo 2 and then Halo 2 Remastered. And that, oh my, I, I know those are video games, but my point being is yeah. that you have access to the remastered version and then you have access to the original version. And the problem with the tri- original trilogy is that we only have access to that remastered version. And I feel like it's really yeah. hard. Like I, I remember from when I was little when I watched the VHS ones, like there was no when they were uh, driving through uh, Mos Eisley with, uh, in A New Hope when Lucas brought with uh, Obi-Wan. This is like, these are not the droids you're looking for. Seeing that sort of stuff. There weren't all these animals yeah. and creatures walking around. It was just everything fit. And I'm not saying it's not cool that they added that or in, re- or in mm-hmm. a Return of the Jedi that they added in a new CGI uh, job of the hut. It's just these sort right. of things you can tell like don't fit in the movie. It's just because they were layered on afterwards. And so well, and yeah, yeah, and at the time of making those films, they the technology wasn't advanced enough to fulfill George Lucas's original vision. Well, yeah, totally. But I I, I sort of wish you know like we could still at least see what the original ones were like versus we now only have access to this i'm gonna call it like tainted version which it isn't bad i think it just or like you've heard about mcclunky right with greedo i feel like i have so so pretty much for some reason they added it so that when greedo dies he says mcclunky i have no clue Hmm. why but they just added a voice line and stuff and i believe they also changed they edited it so that they make Greedo, they in the in the remastered ones they make they make it so that Greedo shoots, then Han Solo shoots, so it looks like he's good. But in the original, yeah. Han Solo just shoots him. Like Greedo never pulls the trigger. Hmm. I, I, I believe I believe that's what happened because that was that's who Han Solo was. He was a smuggler. I mean, he was that 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 sort of that was to create that sort of character transformation from a smuggler and a dealer to a rebel hero and a pilot, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I did end up watching the original cut of a new hope at one point. And it was, I think it was the scene where, uh, C3PO and R2D2 were being sold off to Luke and I just noticed something, like, when his Aunt Baru just was calling for him and was like, make sure your uncle does this, and it's like, I'll make sure Aunt Baru, or mm-hmm. something like that. It's like, in the original cut, it was like, there were more plants in their home, and it was just greener. Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, think they may have, like, just tried to make it look drier, I guess. Yeah, and the remastered version, it just looks more like a... Like, there are still some plants, but it's like, they're. I think, in the remastered version, they just tried to convey, like, oh, this is just a desert planet. No, definitely. And all that. I'm just hoping that the original cuts don't get lost. Something that oh. something that happens with, like... With, uh, with like, people, like... Okay, I'm going to go into something different. Something I was uh, looking at with the original trilogy was, like, 4K restorations. And there's... People out there, yeah. who companies that take old uh, movie reels, like when when they were put on film with original cameras mm-hmm. from nineteen uh, eighties to everything previous, these companies will take those old reels 
from warehouse and stuff, and they will process them. And hmm. they will put them into digital format. And there have been companies that have, that have been doing that for the original trilogy, which is something that's really cool. But anyways, um, I'm not sure how that's all how that would all work out with, uh, of course, copyright and stuff like that. Oh yeah, there would definitely be some legal trouble with that. Yeah. But yeah, and there was. I was just thinking about this too, like in the theatrical cut, the the original cut, <laughs> uh, Emperor Palpatine looked significantly different. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he, he was revealed in, in Empire Strikes Empire, Back. On the hologram. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That's funny. Yeah. Nah, he looks so curious. different. Oh, they, they tried yeah. to match him with, I believe... They tried to match him. Well, it, it, it was remastered, so they... I don't think they remastered all of them at the same time. So the, for Empire Strikes Back, they obviously would have remastered it after they did A New Hope. They tried to match it, of course, for... Uh, I don't know the actor's name, but the actor who played Palpatine slash Darth Sidious in the prequels, episodes 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, and he looked significantly... Just significantly. Like, I'll, I'll show an image for the audience but for those watching but if you see this <laughs> you can see the comparison between the original cut palpatine and then the remastered cut palpatine it's a significant difference cuz like one they're different actors and two <laughs> yeah they just looked just significantly different from one another that totally just reminded me of two other things one of them i already mentioned job of the hut i always forget because we've always more recently we always see him as cgi and oh, the yeah. remastered original trilogy he was originally mm -hmm. like this big sort of puppet which is oh weird yeah i remember back. that and so that's something and then the other thing you reminded me because of palpatine was that uh at the end of return of the jedi when there's the forest ghosts like so luke is burning Darth Vader, Anakin, his father. Yeah, And yeah. he sees the Force Ghosts of Yoda, Obi-Wan, and then oh, Anakin. Oh, gosh. This, this they, one kind of bothers they me. They replaced the original Anakin, which I can't even remember now because it's been so long since, since I've seen the original, and they replaced it with Hayden Christensen, who played, of course, Anakin in Episodes 1, 2, and 3, the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, that kind of bugs me a little bit after having seen... The original footage because it's like i mean how did does luke even know if that's his father or not because he never saw any like pictures of yeah. um i mean of his father or anything but and it's like for some reason it's just the the old man anakin or just kind of makes more sense to me yeah i mean to be honest so sort of like what i was saying with like the remastered Halo and remastered Call of Duty Modern Warfare earlier. Um, I, I think it's this is cool to have this sort of remastered version, even though it's not like a huge overhaul to the movies. It would be, yeah. again, nice if we could just have access to the original ones. And I, I'm, I'm yeah, hoping and that like something maybe, that surfaces... I don't know if it will, though. I don't know if it like will. Like, have a... Like, if... Like, just, just a hypothetical here, but... If they were to, if Disney were to like release the 
original cut of it, I think they would probably like do Star Wars, the original trilogy, the the original cut or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they could also totally make some money off it. Like, if they release it in oh, theaters. Oh, yeah, they could. They, they could totally bring that they back. They could. Yeah. <laughs> they would most definitely make more money with <laughs> the original cuts of the original trilogy. Definitely. <sighs> oh, boy. Well, speaking of trilogies... I think it's time we transition to the next thing, unless you have something. Oh like that. yes, yeah. So um, let's transition to, I guess, more George Lucas related stuff. Something that we thought would be cool to bring up is uh, what we're calling the original sequel trilogy. You want to kick that yes. off? Yes. Oh boy! Now I was aware of this quite a while ago, but. Um, turns out that quite some time ago that um, George Lucas had the um, idea for a sequel trilogy before the one we got. Yeah, and so anyways, we were, this was an, this is of course, was it was a, such a cool talking point that Aiden thought of, and so we, have, we did some more research on it, and we have some interesting focus points that uh, we want to share with you all that, like, for example, the first thing I'll show is that George Lucas, for his original plans of the sequel trilogy, uh, the main, uh, one of the main differences was that it would be in a different time period. As we know, the sequel trilogy, that uh, episodes 7, 8, and 9, that we all know, uh, uh, takes place 30 years after Return of the Jedi. George Lucas's original plan was for the sequel trilogy just to take place a couple of years after Return of the Jedi. And... That sort of makes sense looking back at it with like what what actually happened in the sequel trilogies. I feel like it makes sense for that just to happen a couple of years after. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and for some reason that just having heard of that, that just happens to just make more sense to me. Because it's like, oh, hey, we get to see what happens and how they rebuild after the fall of the empire and defeating them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it's just like, oh, we get to see them rebuild the Republic, see how Luke <laughs> figures out all the fixing the Jedi Order, rebuilding it. Yeah, that was, just... that was another thing. Yeah, we, we sort of have a list of uh, main points that we wanted to bring out. Well, one of them was Luke rebuilding the Jedi Order. Now you could say, oh, we, we talked about that in, for example, last The Last Jedi. Well, we saw the aftermath. We knew that he began like a Jedi Order training camp in a sense, and that it failed. But from what yeah. we understand, George Lucas's plan, original plan was going to be like actually showing him training Jedi. Yeah. And <laughs> from... What I'm reading on the article that you provided me, Kyle, um, it's apparent. Apparently, it's Luke is the last Jedi, and even though, like, we know that Leia is force sensitive and all that, we didn't. She didn't receive any Jedi training, like Luke has or anything. It turns out, so she didn't. Uh, unlike Rise of Skywalker, in this 
sequel trilogy, Leia wouldn't have received Jedi training, which, to be honest, I think makes more sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, it was talking about the, the, the way his plans were laid. I was talking a lot about also not just uh, Luke rebuilding the Jedi Order, but a lot of focus on Princess Leia as not just a princess and a rebel leader, but as a new Republic leader. I believe they used the term chancellor, uh, but, but focusing on her rebuilding the what was once the Empire into the New Republic as a democracy and focusing on her leadership. Versus in the, the sequel trilogy, we see her immediately as a resistance leader again. We don't get to see her as someone at a Senate building as at the New Republic or Capitol. It's immediately back to yeah. being a rebel, which is a little weird when you think about it. Then again, I think they just did with, did like, they just, uh, shoot, come on, brain, what am I trying to say? <laughs> oh, what I'm trying to say is that I think what they were intending, like with this sequel trilogy we have now, is uh, doing something familiar. I, I guess sort of, yeah. They weren't trying to, that obviously George Lucas's plans were just trying to build something brand new for the next set of movies and this like like, oh, like yeah. you said was sort of building on the same recipe and unfortunately doing the whole thing same recipe transitioning to new characters like a new cast which yeah. is totally the whole thing with poe finn and ray yeah yeah and <laughs> yeah it's like okay yeah i get that they want to try and introduce new characters but it's like i feel like with what they, what George Lucas could have done, I think he could have done something like, yeah, it would still be familiar, but I think changing things up and make, like, just showing the aftermath of the Empire falling and how our characters are holding up, like Luke, Leia, Ha, and all the original cast. No, would, yeah. Oh, are that, doing. that ties into the, the other main thing that we found was that. Uh, the original secret trilogy, George Lucas' plans, was going to focus a lot on Stormtrooper remnants. Now, yes, in the sequel trilogy, they had the First Order. But something cool about this is this sort of ties into what we've seen in The Mandalorian, for example. And it would focus a lot on Stormtrooper uh, groups and Imperial factions, like remaining ones sort of fighting out against the new republic and this would make sense especially since this movie this uh sequel trilogy would just take place a couple years after the return of the jedi it's not like everything's gonna well, collapse it... at once and this would be oh, able yeah. to this would this would totally be cool for us to see like how would the new republic after defeating the main leadership take out the little remaining bits yeah and i think yeah, it would make sense, because it's like, oh gosh, now I'm thinking of, like, <laughs> I'm thinking of Halo 4 now, like, it, in, I'm in a similar sense. Totally, like, go I ahead, know, make the connections. So, in Halo 4, for Halo players out there, um, we end up fighting what, like a, um, something similar to, like, a First Order, or just, like, people who are like coming from the ashes of the old empire or something like because in halo 3 the covenant and the unsc had a truce but then in halo 4 we're fighting elites again and so 
now there's a new covenant of sorts. And so it's like, what I'm trying to say is, is that not everybody's going to just give up on the original beliefs of, of certain, like, organization, faction, or whatever. And that there's still going to be people who are going to fight against the new world order or something like that. Yeah. No, but that, that I, I like that connection because that totally ties into what I'm thinking, though, is like, like with uh, yeah. with the with the, how the sequel trilogy turned out, they made it thirty years later and decided to all of a sudden make it so that there's a first order all of a sudden. Which when you think about it, we didn't really have any explanation. All of a sudden, there's a brand new massive army that the new <laughs> republic has to fight. And I'm gonna connect that to Halo. I know we're talking Star Wars, but with, with uh, Halo Three, uh, that that uh, original trilogy, one of the most popular video game trilogies of all time uh we, we, oh, yeah. we had a closure we had peace and then all of a sudden we jumped to halo 4 which is multiple years later and we have this brand new big boss and all this stuff uh-huh. and i think yeah star wars wasn't the only like big franchise to sort of take this approach and i feel like that sort of hurt things in the long run oh yeah Oh, yes, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, and I think with the underground stormtroopers idea, I think this would have been pretty interesting because, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, like, it, it totally would have made them. Remnants of the Empire. Remnants of the Empire are still oh, yeah. fighting for what they believe in and that the New Republic is still public enemy number one yeah no yeah I, so, I, I think that would have been it in my opinion that would have taken more work and i i'm gonna say i i think disney when they did the uh force awakens they decided to take the easy route which is make a big army and big army means yeah. lots of shooting and lots of manpower which means you don't have to go into much detail but if you have remnants well, this means smaller armies smaller groups that, in my opinion, yeah. totally gives more time for character building. And what a lot of people thought was going to happen was a little bit more into the look of a stormtrooper's life, in a sense. Like, getting an idea yeah. of what it's like now that they're, in a sense, not exactly, but, like, are dealing with what the Rebels had dealt with when they were fighting the Empire. Right. Well, and... <laughs> I also just... I also heard that um, unlike the sequel trilogy that we got where the First Order rises to power and all that, the original idea that George Lucas had would have prevented the Empire from reaching its goal of returning to full strength and that in any of the remaining remnants of the Empire would have just died out or something. No, oh, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, the final main point has to do with the... Uh antagonist uh darth maul oh boy and darth yep. talent um i know i keep throwing stuff back to you but like that, that was one of the big things you found and i, I want to hear what you have to say about that so it turns out that in the original sequel trilogy that george lucas had he originally intended for darth maul to be the main antagonist of the trilogy and we all know how his fate 
landed, or I'm I'm struggling to find the right words here, but we all know how Darth Maul turned out in Star Wars Rebels and all that, as well as Clone Wars and heck even Solo. Yeah, <laughs> but mostly Rebels. Oh yeah, and then and, the uh, I'm not sure if you're about to touch on this, but the the other thing was that he was going to have an apprentice named. Darth Talon. Uh, this may be someone, if, if you're listening right now, uh, someone that you've maybe seen, like, you know, like a photo pop up in a Star Wars article or something with Legends, but pretty much, oh my god, what, what species is Darth Maul again? I believe she's supposed to be the same species as him, right? Yeah, wait. Talon? Well, yeah, her, her name was Darth Talon, unless that's... No, they are both completely different I oh my gosh I'm gonna probably butcher oh, un- 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 species unless she name. just painted her skin to look like she, yeah. most likely she painted her skin to be I don't like know a I, I'm, I'm actually forgetting because Maul's. I just like briefly looked at like a photo of Darth Maul and a photo of her like a couple seconds ago and now I'm back <laughs> so Is she like a Twi'lek I'm yes ah okay she is and I. I know the name of the species, but I uh, from Darth Maul, but I always feel like I'm screwing it up. Um, he is a Zabrak. It's just pretty much, pretty much like a person, but with horns on their head. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it looks and like it looks like you said the, that right. Yeah. I, yeah, and he's, and they all come from the planet of Dathomir. Yes. But yeah, that, yeah. That, that's definitely quite an interesting thing especially from like that's a big switch from kylo ren and snoke and stuff you got darth maul and darth talent oh yeah, and something that's interesting about darth talent that we uh we, we were sort of discovering this is uh this yeah. isn't necessarily something that george lucas was saying but people that were people speculated that darth talent was sort of going to be used as like a canon version of mara jade now for those who don't get get that um mara jade was originally a character in star wars that was sent to kill luke skywalker at some point like during the time of the empire sent by the emperor himself oh yes but that didn't work out and at some point mara jade would marry luke skywalker yeah, and so people were speculating that the, the the joke with Mara Jade is that obviously she was written by she she was first uh, written in a comic book, and there was this video that surfaced uh, a couple of years back about how the original comic book writer who created Mara Jade had gotten into a creative board meeting with George Lucas and his guys, and they were pitching ideas, and the guy who created Mara Jade, the character in the comic, said. Hey, how we use Mara Jade and George Lucas? I'm not sure if he's joking. I, I would assume he's joking. He's saying it. But he's like, get out, get out. <laughs> like he makes the guy leave. <laughs> and pretty much like being like George Lucas didn't make this guy. He didn't want Luke Skywalker to fall in love. Blah blah blah. Luke Skywalker, like the whole thing, don't have attachments as a Jedi. But then I think the whole right. the whole idea sort of sank in. But he just wanted to make his own twist. And as we all joke about. Uh, George Lucas has a thing for Twi'leks, apparently, in the movie. So, yeah. <laughs> in the Clone Wars TV show. I mean, heck, that's just how it goes. 
you know, the, the, mm. the, the speculation was that Darth Talon would sort of be the Mar Jade character in the sequels, and I guess Mary Luke Skywalker or something like that. Who knows? But that was, again, speculation. Yeah, yeah and something else I also found out was, um, like, th- in, the, in this trilogy, there was something... Like, he, Maul, and Darth Talon would do something similar that Maul did in the current timeline of Star Wars movies and films. But, um, like, fill in the power vacuum after the fall of the Empire. So, like, you know, do, um, what was it? (sighs) He would work with crime syndicates and all that. Oh, yeah, like like Crimson Dawn and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't know exactly how that would work after the fall of the Empire, but yeah, they were like, they built a lot of their strength off of that. That that, that was sort of like the whole thing. Yeah, and they did something similar with Maul in Clone Wars, Rebels, and heck, even Solo. Yeah, no, yeah, Solo definitely built on that a ton. And then, of course, the the season seven (laughs) Clone Wars came out. Uh, yeah well not 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 that long after solo and then they sort of instead of giving it from maul's perspective they gave it from the syndicate's perspective oh my goodness (laughs) i so i think that's totally an underrated thing about solo is like it's definitely not the most popular i I, from what i remember i believe it lost a lot of money on that movie but yeah it had a lot of cool world world building oh yeah then I, there was this stuff, this, just that whole thing going around with, um, like, people being generally really confused as to why Darth Maul is still alive and all that. Cause, like, people who haven't seen Clone Wars or anything like that. No, yeah, not, now I think about it, that scene where uh, Savage goes onto that, whatever, that trash planet and finds... Jeez, Spider Mall. That that actually is a weird episode. And then of course he gets his claw oh, yeah. legs. I actually like at one point I had a comic that further expanded upon that time period oh, of cool. Mall being cut in half and then how he managed to survive that whole time. And it was literally, from what I remember, it was just him being in half for a while before he self constructed those spider legs that he had and he was just full of anger and hatred something they never show is uh how darth maul something i noticed from for example season five which is when we thought we were going to it was the last time we were going to see darth maul in clone wars when he uh takes out oh my goodness i'm such a bad fan What's his name? What's his name? Leader of Death Watch. Give me a second. Uh, oh my god, I'm actually bad right now. I know it's got. I know it has Vizsla. Vizsla, pre Vizsla. Thank you. There it is. Anyways, but he obviously had those metal sort of claw legs. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, in season seven, he has like regular legs. I, I've never well, understood actually, that. So and I wasn't sure if that had to do with it, his fight against Palpatine where like Savage dies because that was something that Dave Filoni originally was going to build upon but of course the show got canceled. Yeah, well, 
so <laughs> the reason that there was the switch between those like claw looking legs and those um the regular looking legs that he got um it turns out that when death watch found them floating through space uh they his spider his not his spider legs his claw like legs were damaged and so they just replaced death watch replaced those legs with regular looking ones and oh so wait, me, wait 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 oh i'm mixing things up so he got the claw legs from the night ab- sisters yeah, from Mother Talzin. Ah, that, that makes sense. I totally forgot about that. Be- because I remember when they were floating through space, and I remember that they were getting repaired. For some reason, I yes. thought he kept the claw legs still. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Ooh. You're right. I-, I was just mixing things up. Never mind. <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, that that would have been uh, going back to that would have been cool to see Maul in a movie, especially bringing him back, especially with how iconic he was. Like, I I feel like him, he was sort of like the iconic character that Boba Fett was for the original trilogy, in a sense. Yeah, and (laughs) apparently, the what I also found out is that the George Lucas had a different way of ending Darth Maul's story rather than just killing him off like they did in Rebels. And let's see. Let's see. Uh Well yeah, the the whole Rebels thing was pretty much well once he knew that well yeah, once he sold Star Wars to Disney and he was sort of like put on the side, he just had Dave Filoni do the Obi Wan versus Darth Maul fight just to I guess sort of oh, end the yeah. character. Who knows? Maybe George Lucas was like, "I don't want anyone using my character. Let me stop this now." Who knows? <laughs> I mean, in, in in his in his defense, he's like, "I don't want people ruining my work. Just build something new." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah that would make sense. Huh. Let's see. You still uh, looking at that one thing? Yeah, I'm still looking at that one thing, and let's see, let's see. Well, once you find that one thing, I think we're just about wrapped up for today. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So apparently, that uh, this sequel trilogy could have rewritten Star Wars canon in a different way. No. So. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because according to this article, here's what it says. Prior to the recent films and TV shows, there was a massive extended Star Wars universe that spread across the galaxy through comics, video games, and books. This storyline followed the main players in Star Wars as they grow up, have families, and help change the galaxy for the better after overthrowing the Empire. And as we mentioned before, there was Mara Jade getting married to Luke Skywalker. That was one of the things that happened... Oh, and apparently, um, oh, what was it? Um, Luke and Mara had a son named Ben Skywalker, (laughs) so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Guess Disney reused the name for Kylo. Oh, my God. Wait, I totally forgot about that. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness, they didn't. <laughs> I actually, I, I think I heard they about did. it a couple years ago. I think I heard about like that before the Force Awakens came out. Like, like, like I knew about yeah. that back then. I haven't really thought about it since. I was like, oh, Ben Solo, interesting. Oh my yeah. goodness, they stole that. That's so <laughs> bad. When I think about that, like they just totally. Mm. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then apparently Han and Leia had like three children instead of just Kylo. It was Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. Because, <laughs> you know. Okay, Anakin, <laughs> Leia, the second or something like that. <laughs> Maybe something like that. I don't know. but And then there was this thing where Jason, the I think he was the oldest of the of the uh, solo Skywalker children uh, got corrupted by the dark side and ended up killing Mara Jade at some point. Whoa. And then it, and then it was Jaina who is also, I just found out is (laughs) Jason's twin sister. Oh Um, yeah. This, okay. This is bringing back stuff. I remember reading a while ago. Yeah. And she, she ended up killing him by and stopping his reign of terror. Okay, that's crazy. <sighs> that, that I think that's something we could definitely explore more in the future. Just the whole Mara Jade thing and like like yeah. in the comics. Like that is that's such an interesting. Uh, I remember I was reading. Uh, of course, Star Wars releases their encyclopedias now and then. Uh, yeah, I was reading one that was sort of like it went over the prequels. It ran. Uh, this was like an older one, I think, from two thousand five. So it went over like uh-huh. the this the original trilogy, then it went over the prequels, and then it had a section dedicated for expanded universe, which is something you don't uh-huh. see that often. And they had a whole section on Mara Jade and stuff like that. And it's yeah. sort of weird. Like when you look at new encyclopedias, I don't think they really include that stuff anymore. Yeah, cause the, cause following the acquisition of Lucasfilm, Disney doesn't consider those stories to be canon anymore. Oh yeah, they've totally. I mean, the comics <sighs> and stuff. It's unfortunate. I feel like they've totally fallen off. Yeah, to be honest, I think, I think a lot of people are thinking about this, but I I think having Star Killer being. Um, canon would be pretty would have been pretty interesting too like being part of this extended universe that would have been that would be so cool well and it's like i have played both force unleashed games as well and it's like yeah i could i could understand why but at the same time please make star killer canon in some way remind me because I actually um, I, I haven't played the Force Unleashed games, and so pretty much uh, uh, I, I, uh, I understand like what happens like like I've watched bits and pieces. Is there something specific about us? Does that have to was the Clone Uprising in the Force Unleashed series or is this separate? Am I thinking something separate? Hmm. I, I know I'm tying Clone things. Clone Uprising, through. or was that in like? Oh, shoot, this was like. No, the Force Unleashed was during when, like the when the Emperor was yeah. at, the Empire was at full power. I swore there was were... something with Camino in the Force Unleashed. Unless I'm thinking of it. That was game. in Force Unleashed two, actually. Okay. 
Well, so pretty much the whole thing, even for those listening and watching, um, Force Unleashed follows the secret apprentice to Darth Vader, uh, Galen Merrick, otherwise known as Starkiller. And pretty much he just goes on this, um, this journey, and he's like originally like Vader's personal assassin. He sent, he, and... Sort of yeah. like Asajj Ventress for Dooku. Yeah, something like that. Well, apprentice and personal assassin. I should put it like that. And so Vader sends Starkiller to kill off any remaining Jedi that may cause a threat. <laughs> but then over time, it's like Starkiller questions his place as Vader's apprentice. Or or something like that. I haven't played the Force Unleashed games in you a know long what? time. I'll, I'll I'll pick up both games and we can make an episode on that in a in a little bit. That that's would a, be awesome. I mean, obviously that says something to our viewers about at least for me for sure, our age. Obviously, we're huge Star Wars fans, but we haven't been here since the very beginning of Star Wars. We're not we're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, no. But uh we we do our best to go back as far as we can, especially with the movies and the media. And for me, like I'm trying to go back and play the old games. I've done a lot of reading old comics and I mean there's obviously a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot to cover like even with all that is no longer considered canon. There is still quite a lot to cover. Oh, yeah, so much. <sighs> well, yeah, I, I think we're finished up for today. Yep, that is all. Thank you we all so much for listening. Covered uh, the original should... trilogy, covered the sequel trilogy. That, that was good stuff. Yeah, that was good stuff. I had a good time talking oh, yeah, about that. That, that was fun. We, we got... We, Jeez, we, we went off with uh, way more than I thought we could have, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. yeah. So, for everyone watching and listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, if you are new around here, for those of you watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. And, for, and if you're also interested, we're also on Spotify, so you can listen to us ramble about Star Wars related things on the go. Yep, go check it out. It's always and, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's see what else is there. Uh, new episodes are posted every week at 1 p.m. Northern Standard Time. Mountain Standard Time. Why do I? Why did I think of Northern every, Standard Time? Every, every two weeks. Know. Two weeks, correct? Yeah. We're doing two weeks. Yes, every two weeks. Every two weeks. We're we're not that so, fast, folks, but. You know, maybe yeah. at one point we could do every week, but we're trying to make sure we get good content for every episode. We, yeah. So, uh, well, anyway, thank you all so much, Star Wars fans, for listening, and uh, we'll see you again in a galaxy far, far away. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate your time listening to us. All right. May the Force be with you.